sweet. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, he is. Welcome back to Where's My Stick? I'm Kelsey. I'm Danielle. I'm Christy. And we are recording on the 12th of January. Tonight there are, I think, 12 games going on. Who are you watching tonight, ladies? Um, Right now, the yeah, the Buffalo game. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching Tampa versus Buffalo. And then the Penguins will be meeting the Kings later tonight. Yeah. And Carl Hagelin, the King. Oh. Only King. That matters. So, first order of business and most important order of business, I think. Mm-hmm. There was an article released detailing the trials and tribulations of hockey players trying to buy jeans. Oh, yes. yes. Instant I... Pulitzer Prize winning article. <laughs> like... Emily Kaplan doing the Lord's work. Yes. Yes. She um, has some really interesting and unique articles. Yeah. She knows what the people want to read. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it basically boils down to hockey players have a difficult time finding jeans that fit because of their butt sizes, probably butts and thighs, um, in comparison to their waists, especially, is what a lot of the um, players were saying. Um and she got quotes from a lot of different NHLers talking about their difficulties, um, including, I liked Zach Aston Reese's when he was trying to buy for Derek Grant. Um, <laughs> That's so cute! He was like, you're lying. <laughs> My favorite one was Connor Murphy, because he was just like, I buy the jeans, but like, I know <laughs> they, they don't fit, but she helped me, so I bought them anyway. <laughs> That's relatable. <laughs> So, yeah, and, I mean, it would be ten times more difficult if, like, I mean, I don't know. I've never worn men's pants, so I don't know how much they vary between stores. But I know as a woman, they vary a lot between stores. So that would be so much more difficult. I think, guys, it's just, like, a 34 in one store is, like, a 34 in another store. And they, it's different. It goes, like, 34. It goes by, like, waist length and like height or whatever so like there's three variables so they have a lot more variety than we do which is not fun so um fun fact about me i my first job like my first uh, well my second official job um i worked at jc penny's and i worked in the men's department and i had to like get certified fit men for like suits and like jeans and stuff i know the sizes and it's normally two sizes it's like waist and length so but you're right they have so many more options than we do um Mm -hmm. because it's like you'll be they have like 32s 32 32s 32 34s 32 30s if you have like if you're in a department store you normally have all those sizes my the one thing that i liked out of them well not like liked but i just felt like it was very relatable because as a woman, it's so hard to find jeans that fit, especially yeah. if you have like a smaller a waist butt. and a bigger butt, or if you have like a bigger stomach or like and smaller legs. Like we're all just made so differently, and um, it's just like funny because <laughs> I like Charlie McAvoy, who was like I was a big sweatpants guy in college, <laughs> and it's like same, but same. same. 
So I was like, I, like you, we're not wearing <laughs> leggings for fun. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys notice how, like, a lot of them wouldn't say, like, but, though? They would be like, yeah, you'd have big legs, or, you know, like, your glutes. Like, like I think Anders Lee, he was just, like, down there. And it was yeah. just like, you guys can say but. <laughs> no, Taylor Hall specifically did not say it like at all and I like I was just giggling so hard my favorite quote even though I hate it my favorite quote was Tyler Sagan's for sure I didn't want to mention it you didn't want to mention it I can't believe you like who thinks about that like Tyler he calls himself out he always does that he's always like he's so hyper focused on what he says which I mean obviously he's a hockey player and has and has had tons of media training Especially um, him. Yeah. Um, because I, and I think every, every one who was like drafted in the top 10 has like a lot of media training. But I remember like him and Taylor's draft was like a big draft, wasn't it? Oh, I just thought because in Boston he was a mess. So he needed to be media trained. <laughs> I thought he had that media training before, but he might have been. I don't know. Um, uh, he's so he, funny though. Like, the was... fact that he like thinks about. <laughs> To, like, make himself sound... Like, I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do, but that was that was really funny. Oh, also, the quote was... Because he never said it, but didn't he say that... I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but his, the quote was, like, he has, like, big hands and big feet, but he's pretty... He's average everywhere else. And then he was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And then started laughing. Horrifying. <laughs> That's, like... <laughs> That's completely horrifying. And I'm I'm gonna sue him soon. <laughs> but that some of the people, some of the people that they were interviewing, I didn't even think they had. Like I don't know. I'm I right. I'm not even like really watching them that closely. But <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't think Tyler Sagan has. Pro- he doesn't look super like. Well, yeah. he doesn't apparently. Yeah, and he, well, he's not. <laughs> but like even um, Connor McDavid, I definitely wouldn't have thought. He's he a string bean. Yeah, like to me, he's super skinny. But then again, Connor McDavid, like he still, I still think of him as like the same guy that was drafted in 2015. So I don't know. And like he doesn't wear, I don't know. Like out of like a lot of the players that they interviewed, don't like specifically come out like come to mind as like thick lower bodied players like i wouldn't surprise they didn't ask like nathan mckinnon or because like that's someone I'm like oh he, yeah sid and like out of the penguins they asked zach Aston reese like, <laughs> when you have the king of glutes and thighs like at your disposal there was a really really old article or interview with him where he said he had his jeans custom made oh yeah for sure yeah yeah but, like, sure. think of all the money that they're spending on that, like, getting jeans I know. custom-made. I wish I could do that, get jeans custom-made. I mean, Sid, for sure, has the money to, like, waste on that. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, like, back in the day then, there was no... I don't even think there were any jeans being made for... Like, now, you know, in the article they talk about, like, now there's different brands out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even think back then, like, ten years ago, because he was <laughs> thick even as a young child. Yeah. I'm, like, even, when I say young child, I mean, like, 18. <laughs> and I, not, like, any younger. I don't know what to look like any younger. Um, Claude Giroux being a big Zara guy, I was just like, oh my, yeah. Like, yeah, to me, Claude Giroux's not big. He doesn't have big <laughs> thighs or uh, a big butt. 
But he's, he's thick out here, apparently. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> like, I follow his wife on Instagram, and she always posts <laughs> pictures of him, and he looks so small. <laughs> he's... Oh, um, speaking of Claude Giroux, everyone's going to hate me, but today's his birthday, so happy birthday, Claude. Happy birthday. Fun fit. Um, but yeah, that's so funny. Good job, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that we were like, ooh, yeah, we all want to read about, like, hockey butts, but, like, I actually think that these kind of articles that are like kind of offbeat are like so interesting and so cool to like learn a little bit more about like what the players actually like i don't want to say go through because that makes it sound like really intense but like Mm -hmm. what they experience i think is interesting yeah yeah i think the um articles like this are just more interesting because it just how many times can you write the same thing over and over again you know read the same thing over and over again like and and then especially like for writers who cover the league like as a whole, you don't they don't really have the time to like really dive in deep on a specific mm-hmm. team when they do, when they just have like just gloss over articles that are just like, oh, these, these look at this player, like look at this team and you read it and you see that they oh, they just only looked at the last game that was played and then that's it. Like, tried so, to make, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, tried to, yeah. So, um, and they're just, like, different. Because, like, we all care about the, well, I don't want to say we all. But, obviously, us as a group. And if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, maybe you as well. But we all care about the players in a deeper way. Like, we want to know their teams. Like, just different stuff. Like, we like hockey, yes. But, also, the behind the scenes is pretty cool, too. Speaking of daily routines, did you want to talk about Jack Eichel's Danielle? Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't he a psycho? He's insane. Okay, so that was uh that was insane because that came from the article where it was like we they just talk about like Jack um and like him coming into like the captaincy and all that stuff in Buffalo. And this was like just extra stuff, and he didn't the art the guy who wrote it. I think it was like Alex Prickett or something. I don't know. I'm sorry, but he was saying how um, he just like asked the question, and he thought he was gonna get like a vague answer. And Jack was so incredibly detailed. <laughs> I, I can't believe details. it. The fact that he like talked about how like hit either Sam will get lunch or like dinner, or he'll get dinner. Like the detail was insane but i loved it because i just like read it and was like okay i liked how he was like start the apple finish the apple (laughs) (laughs) idiot (laughs) but like i kind of like details and like to the letter everything is but the apple doesn't matter like he could have a red one or like a yellow one or like a green one that's just like that's what you choose to be lenient on like (laughs) Go splurge I mean, a little. Have a Granny Smith. <laughs> well, I feel like he's he's at so many different places, and it'd be like very diva of him to be like, I only eat Granny Smith apples before games. You act like he's not a diva. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a psycho. Maybe not a diva. <laughs> because like different arenas and like hotels probably don't have all the same ones, yeah. so that's probably one thing that he had to like compromise on. But you know, when he was a young, he was younger. He ate one type of apple. Yeah, he probably and, like that ate... was his big compromise. Like I feel like he'd be like a he'd like the green one. Yeah, the one that's like super sour. Yeah, because he's super sour. Hey, uh... green ones are my favorite. Oh my god! 
Okay. Um, next up in no less interesting, but somewhat less fun news, Sergei Bobrovsky seems to be encountering some controversy in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, as far as I know, Columbus has been doing fairly well, like middle of the road. I mean, they're yeah. still like second, third in the division. Yeah. Um, with 43 games played, they have 25 wins, 15 losses, three overtime losses, and then <laughs> their total is 53 <laughs> points. Okay. In 43 so, games. Yeah. And so, they're one back. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're three back the, behind the Penguins. So. Okay. But so, they have a game in hand. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I guess they had a bad game. One of their last games was a particularly bad game. And afterwards, there was some sort of drama. Can I just say? Yeah. And that game was against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Tampa, I mean, ruin- Tampa ruined teams. It was yeah, which four, like, They lost 4-0 against Tampa. Which is like, good that it was against CBJ, but... Tampa, jeez. I mean, like, on the one hand, you can't even really be mad when it's Tampa just because they're so good. Like, what did you yeah. expect? But it's also, yeah. also, like, somebody score a goal. Yeah, that's Like, true. it's 4-0. <laughs> I mean, on Vassy, that's kind of hard. Like, okay, uh, the Blue Jackets aren't, like, known for, like, high offense. I wouldn't say that that's, like, I, that's what I think they're known for. I think that they can score, but they're not... Like, to me, when I think of the Blue Jackets, and this is, like, limited sample size, um, I think of good goaltending and a good mobile defense. Like, their top pairing is very, very good. So, they they can burn you on, like, the power play or stuff like that, but I don't really see them as, like, three dominant lines that's, like, oh, it's coming at you in waves and waves and waves. So, I can see how it's, like, easy that they didn't score against Tampa because Tampa's always coming at you. And, like, sometimes their fourth line is better than their first line. And you're just, like, their first line has, like, Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov on it. But, like, yeah. freaking undrafted Yanni Gord is scoring a hat trick you? against you. Hate him. <laughs> I, don't I hate why. all of Tampa. I don't know why specifically him. You hate him. <laughs> I hate when undrafted players are good because my team has undrafted players and they're never that good. Yeah, but the Blue Jackets power play is actually very, very bad. It's like, it's 29th out of 30? 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. With fourteen point two percent, like it's it's not good. But I feel like I feel like they're not a team that gets shut out often. But I don't know if Vassy had like not Vassy if Bobrovsky had like a really bad game or what. But I don't know. After that game, he was he wasn't having it. Yeah, and he um, didn't play against the Predators. Um, but it wasn't just like he didn't play. They came out and said that he was actually benched because there was some sort of um, issue. They felt that he had done something that didn't align with their values as a team. And so he was benched. Um, and when asked about it, Tortorella had no comment when asked about whether or not Bob had played his last game for Columbus. Um, he just really didn't want to talk about it at all. And um, I guess more recently, Bobrovsky like the organization said that they've moved past it and Bobrovsky um, had a statement that said, I am here and I will play here. I will do my best as I have done for this team, um, for this organization, for these fans, for the city. I've been working hard and I will continue to do that. And he's traveled with the team to DC 
Um, is he is he playing tonight? No, Corpusalo's no. playing. Okay, Corpusalo's is playing tonight. And um, but yeah, according to the team, all is good, all is in the past. But is it really? Is what we want to know. I don't trust it. With the way <laughs> with the way Tortorella is, I don't trust that at all. I don't know. I mean, at, like it's crazy because with Bobrovsky, everything started coming out when, like, this off season, it was said that he wasn't, he still hasn't signed his deal yet, and there was like a little conflict between the team and what he wanted and what the team wanted, and like their negotiation process. So, I just think that's really interesting. Um, I don't. I. I think. I don't know if it's my CBJ bias, but I don't think that Bobrovsky is as good of a goaltender as he gets toted out to be. I know he won the Vesna. I get that. But, like, playoff performance and, like, Bobrovsky always seems like, to me, Bobrovsky seems like a sweet Russian. So I want to know what happened to get him so riled up. Like, he's always mild-mannered. He never seems... um or argumentative, it doesn't seem like. Or he holds himself to a conduct like that we never see it and we never get wind of it in the media. So I wonder what happened that he, like that he, that they sat him and then he has to come out with this statement. I mean, he didn't come out with the statement. He just said it, I think, um, after practice. But it wasn't like a issued statement. Formal, yeah. It was like, yeah. I would say that like he's mild mannered and he's kind of like soft spoken, but he's very like he has like a quiet confidence about him. Mm-hmm. So like I can I can see him getting like being kind of being like upset with himself because he hasn't played to his to the best of his abilities this year, and him seeing this year as like an anomaly, but the team coming at him with like. Um, like, look, these numbers, we can't give you the amount of money that you're asking for. And then yeah. that festering and then him just having, like, a really bad game. I I could see that. Like, he's probably one of those people that, like, are quiet or quiet or quiet, kind of holds things together. And then he just snaps. Yeah. And he was just like, you guys, don't help me. <laughs> help so- me. <laughs> So, um, I think that, like, yeah, like, this season he hasn't been his best because in 32 games played, um, he has 18 wins, 13 losses, and one overtime loss. He has a goals against average of 2.87, um, LOL Sid, um, and a save percentage of .906. So, he's not doing, like, this year is just has not been a great great year for him because his career um averages are a save percentage of a 0.919 so he's like below his career average but i will say that offense this year has been at an all-time high yeah i was just Um, thinking that so i mean you have to look at that and take that into consideration but it's i don't know you won the vesna last year bud well i don't get it but also like lol you're not that good so I'm so I don't know, I don't know I why you, you hate him also, and I don't know why. I don't like any Columbus Blue Jacket player. The okay, but like I will specifically, come specifically Bobrovsky, you're just like every. I feel like every time someone brings up his name, you're just like absolutely not get him away. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like I don't like any 
Blue Jackets player. The closest person I, I will come to liking is Zach Wierenski because I just think he's like, and like it, I don't even want to talk about it. But he still might make his great. way back to Philadelphia. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have like an I ulcer. think I think that adds to it too. You're just like it's in the back <laughs> of your head. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm funny. like bitter that Bob is in Columbus and not in Philadelphia. Absolutely, but I'm like over it. You know that one um, interview with Cabby and like he's he says to Carrie Price like oh you didn't make the group chat and Carrie Price is like what and he's like I'm over it like that's me I'm just like over it I'm over Bob every every time we play Columbus and like the Flyers play Columbus I have to hear about Bobrovsky like I get it we lost him that was stupid goaltending has always been our problem we get it but I don't want him back you're fine over there with like your twelve goalies. <laughs> I'm fine with any other goalie but Bobrovsky coming to Philadelphia. <laughs> Anyone else. Except for Casey DeSmith. Oh my god, I just almost, I saw like an opening to, uh, for someone to be yeah. like, oh, yes. no. So, yeah, let me preface that. <laughs> Why do you like everyone? Me? <laughs> yes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on, sad face. Um, Winnipeg fans are being mean to Line. I guess they don't feel that he's performing up to his level, and maybe he isn't. Maybe he's not on his same um, like goal amount. It looks like he has um, in 44 games played, he has 24 goals, which is still insane. Um, eight assists for 32 points. He is at a negative 12, however, or minus 12. Sorry, not negative 12. Um, and since his five-goal game in St. Louis, he has had three goals and six assists for nine points, um, which I guess is for him is slow, though for anyone else, I feel like it would still be really good. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been playing goalie up until he was 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played goalie. Yeah, he played um, goalie up until he was 12. So, like, he hasn't been doing this forward for well, that yes. long. Like, 12 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He just turned 13. Right? <laughs> He's a teenager. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I think he like just turned 20. See, yes, yeah, so, like he hasn't been doing this for that long and for him to get this good in a short amount of time. And hockey's hard. And yeah, I don't know. He's, he's struggling. And I'm like, uh, like he, like, I don't, He's one of those. I feel like he's one of those people that you just gotta let him do it. I do. I do notice that he's kind of like gripping the stick a little bit, and like mm. he's not as confident as he was. But something's gotta give, <laughs> and I think you just need to give it time with him. Yeah, I feel like once he gets one, they'll all come. Yeah, that's what happened when they went to Finland, and he got one. When when they came back, yeah, he got like. Yeah, a bunch. yeah, he got, yeah, he got like a bunch. So we're just we're just waiting. I think I think it's so hard because Line is like in a in its purest sense a goal scorer. Like this dude, honestly, is just he just scores goals. And like especially now that he's younger, like when he gets older, will he'll obviously develop into like a player that you know you'll see his assists um, jump up, and he'll you know. 
it'll probably even out. Or maybe he'll always just be a goal scorer. Who knows? But he just is a pure goal scorer. And I like, I, was he 21? He's like I, 20. Like he's, he's, he's so young. Yeah. And so 24 goals is a good amount. Like I, I don't see anyone complaining when players have 24 goals. But like I was saying before, pure goal scorers go through these ebbs and flows. Um, JVR. JVR last season had 36 goals and got a seven million dollar contract and line a and like he jvr had like 36 goals in like i don't know 70 games line a is halfway through the season with 24 so with goal scores it i i honestly believe it depends on their their center um especially wingers and um and they're gonna go like games without goals that's just how it is and we all know how i feel about anybody line a center yeah yeah we know how you feel <laughs> Brian Little. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think that's unfair. But, again, like, Canadians are intense. And I feel like any fan base has, like, those idiots that just shit on star players when yeah. they're not performing up to the... Because, like, star players are so... It's so weird because they'll just start playing insane. And they'll... You'll just be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And then... They don't play it to that level, and then you're just like, oh, they're they're washed up. They need to be this. They need to be traded. They need whatever. But it's just like, shut up. And that's why fans aren't GMs. And Line A will get it back. I just hope that Blake Wheeler is like talking to him and like yeah. 21, so he's gonna be or he's 20, so he's gonna be emotional. And like Chrissy said, he's already gripping the stick too tight and. I just don't like to see him upset. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I just like want to protect Line with my whole life. He gets like, no. so down on himself. Yes, I just like see. I just see that look on his face. Remember when he scored in his own goal? But um, I think Paul Maurice is the kind of coach that he knows this about players and Line specifically, so he's not gonna like like cut his tongue. Yeah, like if and, he like, had Mike up. Babcock as a coach, oh, oh, grats. He would have been out of here. They would have sent him down. They would have did something. Yeah. But he would have been back to Finland. They're like, he needs to develop more. Yeah. So, like, I'm glad Palmer is this kind of a patient coach. Sometimes, like, a fault, but I think that's what Lining needs right now. Not to, like, jump in with, like, and start, like, waxing poetic or poetry about Paul Maurice, but, like, he. <laughs> he is a fantastic coach like all right not even a fantastic coach i won't even get that dramatic but have you ever seen his post or pre-games or like post i've like i don't know why i watch all palmeries he's just he is very thoughtful when he answers questions to the media and i just i respect that a lot because you know coaches can be condescending to um to reporters and those like post games or like pre-games or whatever when they interview him that I mean, I have always watched those very closely. As soon as I got into, especially when I just got into hockey, because I didn't know what was going on, so I was like, "Well, let me listen to the coach. He has to know what's going on." <laughs> so it's just like I just really respect him as a coach for really just sitting down and really explaining it. And sometimes the questions are stupid, and it's like, "Why did you play this person over this person?" And he's like, "Well, you know, we thought this way and this way," and and that's I just respect that. So I can definitely see him taking the time with line A and not just sitting him because the goals aren't going in. Yeah. Um, and like Sid says, 
which is gross. I can't believe I'm just like, I like his voice came in my head. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like, you know, as long as they're getting their chances, like, I think once the chances stop, then you start getting nervous right. and start reevaluating the line and all that stuff. So that's just my personal opinion about it. And um, Lionel's always been the kind of player that, like, um, like, if he's not scoring goals, he's kind of, like, you don't really notice him on the ice. He's, like, very yeah. invisible. But, like, earlier in the year, they had him on the third line, and they had him, like, out there, like, checking people and stuff. And he was actually, like, doing it, and he was getting better. So, hopefully, they're working on his overall game a little bit more, and yeah. then the goals will start coming in. Yeah. But it'll happen. Absolutely. It'll happen. That's what I'm saying. And, like, we say this now, but in five years, Lene is going to be, like, a well-rounded player in his prime. And we're just like, oh, my gosh. So I, I totally can see that happening. Oh, I love I'm excited for him. He's, he's like, he's a, he's I just want good things for him. Did you guys see that poster? Yeah. It was, like, how, like, Austin Matthews has, like, a bajillion more points than Lene in, like, a, a way less games. And I was just like, okay, but Lene is trying his best. So we'll leave him alone. He's doing what he can. It's not his fault that he doesn't have an elite center with him all the time. It's not his fault, okay? It's not his fault. Yeah. And I just don't like how they compare the two all the time. Because it's just yeah. like, we get it. I We get it. But that's, it's like, with that, I can never really, like, understand it. Because, or, because it's just, to me... I know you want to like compare people because like first overall to second overall, right? But if they're not the same position, then that hand, that like someone's getting the benefit of the doubt, or someone's gonna have like you know, yeah, the benefit of the doubt. And then if they're not in the same position as like their team, which is like Winnipeg is extremely skilled. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Toronto, like Matthews. He doesn't have to face top lines, and like neither does um, Line A. But he has like good wingers, and like you said, Brian Little. But we appreciate you, but we don't appreciate you in this position. So, I mean, like look at how look at what Line A was doing when Stastny was his line was his center. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just if that was how it was, and I just I don't get it. And to be honest, like I'm I I just don't like those graphics when they're not fair nor do i like them when they don't benefit my player so <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're kind of think no, in Win- no. i do think in winnipeg though line is in like a very good position in that he does not need to be a leader on that team at yeah. all like they have shively they have wheeler they have like all these other people that can kind of do that and he kind of just like do his thing and <laughs> I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm losing my mind. And yeah, then, and then like I feel like with Austin in Toronto, like even though he doesn't necessarily has have to, he kind of does because he is their number one center. Like Line Eight is not on their first line, so he doesn't like he doesn't need to be like their number one player every, night in and night out. I guess. He can be a little but bit. But I guess they have Tavares. Yeah, I guess they have Tavares, but fuck him. So. Um, before we get into the penguins, did you want to talk about Ty? Um, yes. Okay. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Adam V. Vingan, Vingan from the athletic. And I'm so sorry to like talk about an athletic article. Cause I, I hate that, but apparently the article is available to everyone. They made it free because so many people had so many positive things about it. 
but the article is called how a 43 second video from pk suban inspired a teenage hockey player dealing with racism and it is about um ty cornett um and he's from dearborn dearborn michigan um he was experiencing racism at his like little league tournaments and games um and so PK said, I'm pretty sure you heard, you saw the video, but anyway, in the video, PK says, Hey, Ty, it's PK here with the Nashville Predator. <laughs> so, PK, um, I heard a little bit about you and what you're going through. And I can tell you this right now that it's that as long as you're still breathing in this world, you've got to believe in yourself and let nobody tell you what you can and can't do, especially if it's because of the color of your skin. In this world, some things happen that we won't really, we don't really understand. That's Okay. We don't have to understand it. All we need to do is understand ourselves, believe in ourselves, and keep trying and keep pushing forward. I can tell. I want to tell you that when you're playing hockey, you you play because you love the game and you want to play. Let nobody take that away from you. So um, this article just talks a little bit about that as well as Ty um, and what he's is dealing with. Um, but it's just so cute because Ty is like such a huge PK Subban fan, and um, his dad they're they're from Michigan, so they're Red Wings fans. And his dad was like, it killed me to buy a Montreal Canadian jersey for my son, but I had to. And, like, Ty was, like, six wearing the jersey. Um, but uh, it's – what I wanted to just talk about really quick was um, some of – like, the story goes really in-depth, and it tells you – it tells them what – some of the slurs that Ty deals with on the ice. And I just think that we hear with – we hear kids dealing with racism – um, all the time, but we really don't see like the words that are being said to them. And to me, it just hit me at a whole different level because the article says that um, one of the refs went up to Ty after a game and we're sorry for the way they treated you. We know they were coming after you. We apologize and we we're going to talk to their coach. Um, however, they didn't call a penalty on any of the plays. And um, I was just going to say that's weird. Like they could have done like an unsportsmanlike or something. Exactly. And I, I um, went on Twitter and I was like asking about like USA hockey rules and regulations, like what's considered um, unsportsmanlike conduct. And uh, and someone um, updated or someone who used to ref um, said that, you know, the rules have been updated um, in the past, like, 10 years, but those racial slurs and stuff like that, because they would call him the N-word, they would call him a monkey, they would call him a ton of different things. Um, and he said that those count as unsportsmanlike conduct. They, the child should get kicked out of the game. Um, and he said that even refing, if you hear something like that and you don't say anything, you can get in trouble. Um, so it just shows that like, yeah, these rules are put in place, but they're not really enforced. And it's just, it makes it even more, not daunting, but it makes it more disturbing because, you know, the, I guess the president of USA hockey is, uh, the coach that called the N word called Trevor Daly, the N word. So, um, it just kind of just like full circle almost like it's like in a way, um, because you can just see, like, USA Hockey, yes, they're growing the game, and yes, they're really trying, but, I mean, they've got to... It just is unfair that a child is just trying to play a game and has to deal with stuff like that yeah. on the ice. Like, I have definitely um, experienced racism off, like, outside of practice and, like, the sports when I was a kid, but never in the, like, in the game, you know what I'm saying? And, like, 
I'm not saying either is okay, but like, geez, these kids can't even just play a game. And the one thing that I did want to say, um, or did want to highlight at the end is that Ty is like the best ever because he says, um, or his dad, that his dad was quoted saying, through it all, um, it's like times like this uh, when Ty has to deal with so much. Matthew, his father, is distraught over the treatment of his son um, and thinks that Ty should consider taking a break. And Ty says, why would I ever stop playing hockey? I love it. They're the ones with the problems, not me. And that's such a, like, that's, so, that's such a good, that mentality. And he's 13 years old, so I just definitely want to just talk about that real quick. If you have the, if you have the athletic subscription, definitely read it. If you don't, I think this article is unlocked. The, right, the, the person who wrote it said that he was, like, thankful for all the support and, um, they plan to unlock it. I don't know if the athletic actually did it, but just look at just like if you want to really read it, DM me, I'll screenshot it for you. Yeah. Here. <laughs> um But yeah. So like Ty's amazing. USA hockey needs to do a thousand times better and P- PK Subban, you're you're not that bad. You're not bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just also wonder, like, and this is just me in the back of my head, like, would writers have even wrote this if PK didn't do something about it? Yeah, that's, um, some, you know? that's interesting. Like, there's an athletic Detroit. I also wonder, like, how PK got, um, like, word of it and stuff. Oh, I actually know. It's in the article. Yeah. So, um, the family is, they're big Red Wings, Red Wings fans. Their neighbor... Um, does security at uh, for the Red Wings? Mm-hmm. So like, um, Ty's dad was like, said, asked the neighbor like, "Hey, can is there any way that you can like get wind of this to PK?" Yeah. And so um, the security guy went to the the Predators um, and said something. Oh. That thing with the refs is just like so frustrating to me. Like, call the penalty. And talk to them after the game and be like, you know, like, why we did this, like. Well, yeah, and so I was, like, ta- I was so fu- I was so furious yeah. after the- reading this article, so I was like, what is going on? Like, like venting on Twitter, and people were saying, there's this Red Wings fan that I follow, and he follows me, and he's saying <laughs> that. In his mini um, games when he was, like, younger, his, like, mini six tournaments or whatever, like, refs. People would say horrible things about their goalie, who was a person of color, um, and the refs like just was like, "This, it's hockey. You have to deal with stuff like that," and never said anything. And so Jesus. the parents went and went to like the coaches and stuff to say like, "Hey, this is not okay," but they never heard anything about it. Um, so who knows what what happened to it? But I, I, this is it's not as uncommon as we think. Like refs just, you know. Yeah letting different things go and then I just think it was really the audacity to come to the kid and the parents after and say like oh we're so sorry you're going through this like we know they're targeting you we know they're saying awful things we hear what they're saying but just want to say sorry bud okay have a good one like call the penalty and kick yeah kick the kid out yeah it's not that difficult it just sucks that a lot of this like falls on the kids to like be like the face yeah. of change instead of yeah. like exactly. people changing themselves to be more included including of him. But 
That sucks. It does. It's just like I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not even. I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, what if I have a kid and I want them to play hockey, but then like I wouldn't want them to play hockey if this is what they're gonna have to go through. Exactly. Yeah. It just it shows again like how how not uninclusive hockey is, but there's just so many things wrong to its like foundation yeah. of to like letting other people in to this into this sport. there's a lot of work to it's be just, done yeah to just to play yeah like this kid just wants to play the yeah game. i i don't get it like i i don't know you would think you they treat well no like the think about it no, they don't even treat their star nhl players good <laughs> i mean they have to treat pk good because he demands it and like he, I feel like he doesn't accept anything less, and that's why he gets labeled as, like, a diva and, like, a huge personality. Because PK's personality is really not that big. It's, it's he's, really He's very big. normal. Like, it just yeah, seems big like, compared to everyone else. Yeah, I just feel like PK likes attention. Which is fine. And he likes to work his brand, which is absolutely fine. But, like, he's not out there, over, like, over the top. Like, um, just recently, they talked about the All-Star um, jerseys, and, like, PK had, like, this little ad, because, you know, he's a part of, like, Adidas family or whatever, and Adidas is doing the new jersey, so he did, a, the the Preds, I think, did, like, a little video where he hands Pekka and, um, Yossi. what's their captain, Yossi's, um, their jerseys, and it was really, like, as boring as could be, and I yeah. thought, oh, this is gonna be right? fun. Right, he but, just like, gave I, it to and them. I thought, yeah, I thought this was. I thought it was like a, a like a bit. I was like, oh, they're being boring, like on purpose. <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 they're just boring. They're just yeah, boring. no, like he's not. Like, he, like I hate when people say he has like such a huge personality. Like, it's he really does. It's fine. He like you guys really could doesn't. never watch basketball. I don't know. And more personality is fun. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see the old, the same old, same old. And I think other um, hockey players that are like people of color, they toe the line a lot because they don't want to be different than anyone else, even though, yeah. like, more different than anyone else. Like, thinking about, yeah. like, Seth Jones, and he's the only one I can think of right now. But yeah, I just think of Seth Jones and how he is and how he's just very like typical like hockey guy, except he's black. Yeah. Um I I mean I don't I can't I can't comment on Seth Jones because I really don't know like what he does. I mean he's fine. He's just he is what he is. He's also from like Tennessee or no, he's from Texas. Isn't he like yeah, from he's Texas? From, like, Texas. Oh. Also, so that's also like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, yeah, but you cannot be a big person in Texas, especially in the hockey community, probably. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm glad that had a positive ending, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, (laughs) I'm happy that PK, like, he was so excited. Um, Ty was really excited. He said he he was screaming and like crying when he got that video from PK. Um, I'm happy that they released it though too because I think that helped um, bring awareness to it because there was some discrimination going on with a 13 year old in Maryland um, and Devonte Smith Pelly and 
um, John Carlson, like, invited them out, like, that team, out to, like, the Caps game or the Caps Center. I don't know. Oh, he's another one. But, um, yeah. But um, Ty reached out to, the, to them. Oh. I guess, and I don't know, I, I hope they stay friends because it's good for him to communicate with other people just like him. And that can understand what he's going through and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, I applaud Ty completely for how, you know, positive he stayed and how he's taking, he's like reaching out to other people. But like, that's not his job. He's just supposed to be able to have fun and play the game. Like, where are the adults? Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's also like the adults are kind of like perpetuating this, like perpetuating like this behavior. Cause like if the kids knew that they would be, they'd be, they'd have to sit in the box for like two minutes or five minutes, then they'd eventually stop. But since yeah. nothing's happening, they think that it could be okay. And then they get this yeah. little boy off his game or whatever. So do better adults. Honestly, like, I really wish I had, like, the time to, like, research USA Hockey and, like, call them out. And, like, I wish I was, like, a person that, with, like, some clout that they'd actually, like, like that it would draw attention. Because I know there are tons of stories similar to this. Mm-hmm. And I really like to, like, look into it and see, like, how, like, interview old refs and, like, hear what they say and, like, stuff like that. And interview old players and stuff because you know that this is this isn't new this is the the norm and it's only getting called out now because PK reached out to a kid yeah. and that's it and like just like this is this is the time to like for a, a writer to like really go in and see how messed up that USA Hockey w- was and currently is and like shed light on it so that you have to force them to do better because they won't do better unless they're forced. yeah yeah Emily Kaplan so, get on it. Yeah, Emily Kaplan, please. This just, like, popped into my head while we were talking about PK. Um, Did you guys want to talk about the Austin Watson thing at all? Or did you have anything to say? (sighs) I have nothing to say on it, but if we want to talk about it, we can. I mean, like, it's just, like, I can commend him as a person who struggles with substance abuse and like mental health issues for seeking the help that he needs in that and like and getting help and working to be like a better person holistically but it's also i i i'm also not gonna forget that you are an abuser so yeah okay yeah (laughs) that's pretty much how i feel too like good on you for talk- for talking about you know mental health issues and you have to take care of yourself and um substance abuse issues but they're not like it doesn't absolve you right the fact that you hate your hate your wife girlfriend whatever mother of your child um okay so now moving on to the pens who could be on a 12 game winning streak but casey to smith and the blackhawks happened and we have three more years of that nonsense to look forward to because the Seattle bait, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. It's all yours. But the thing about it is, is that Seattle's supposed to take Jack Johnson. Oh. <laughs> what if, what if we give them both? They take both for like a pick or something. Like they take Jack Johnson. I would be okay. But then we trade, we trade to Smith over to Seattle for like a second round pick. I'm I'm okay with that. Seattle. So many teams need goalies. And his, that contract is actually very 
um, team friendly. So we can trade him at the deadline. We can trade him anytime for a first round pick. People need, like, teams need backup goalies. And as much as I hate DeSmith, which I always will, but he has solid numbers as a backup. So I think we could definitely get a second or a first round for him. Like, even if it's a second and, like, a top tier, like, a lower tier prospect or anything, like, we could we could get something. <clears throat> so that's, like, me, like, rationalizing it in my heart and in my head. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. And then, like, the responses to it were just so frustrating. And Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What were the sponsors? They were like, oh, well-earned. Uh, uh, he deserves it. She's like, shut up. He doesn't deserve anything. He deserves to be in jail. I saw one person. I didn't respond to them because I didn't feel like it. But they um, said... As long as he doesn't get drunk and beat someone up again, it's fine with me. I'm like, again? (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe, I just didn't know, what do you think this means for Jari? Oh. Yeah. Um, in my heart or in my head? Both. (laughs) In my heart? No problem. No problem. Jari gonna come up. The Smith is gonna be traded for a second round pick. We need more picks in the draft. Yeah. So hey, I ain't no problem. We just signed a second round pick. We just got a second round pick. That's fine. In my head, um, that's a problem. That's a problem. Jari's gone. Jari's probably gone for a fourth round pick, and mm-hmm. I don't like it. I hate it. Thanks. I don't want to get, like, riled up because I don't want to get upset and say, thinking that certain stuff's going to happen when we really don't know, but it doesn't look good, in my opinion, for Jari. But hopefully he can turn it on and be the player we know he can be. Yeah, I think he's gone. Which I don't want, but... But, like, if... I don't know. I just think where I'm at with the Smith and where the organization... Is that what this meant? Just isn't aligned. Because I'm just like, yeah, they signed him to trade it so that he could go to Seattle. But no, they signed him because he's been good for them and they want to keep him. So yeah, I just need to come to terms with that, I guess. But I'm not with it. Realistically, though, and it might still be way too early to even talk about this, but like, you can only protect one goalie. So he, and I mean, are there other backup goalies that like would go we can talk about this later it's fine um (laughs) oh and one more thing this is so off topic but i'm furious that i'm not furious i'm annoyed that vegas doesn't have to take take part in the draft because they're fine like i mean i understand the rule i guess but like they're a fully formed team like they're fine (laughs) they don't need draft Anyway, um, also, there were some injuries. Hornquist is out again, and I'm very concerned for him because it's another concussion. Um, and this is his fifth concussion since December 2014. And I don't remember the exact date, but he very recently had a concussion as well. Um, and also, Zach Aston Reese um, is out longer term with an upper body injury. I think it was confirmed that it was his left hand because everyone was surprised they thought it would be his right. Um, after his fight with Colton Savoie. 
Steverson. I oh, think that's his name. Um, so yeah, he's out longer mm-hmm. term. Hopefully, he'll be back. I mean, longer term, but hopefully, he'll be back as soon as possible. Um, because he's been on a good roll and um, good fight too. I liked it. As far as you can like fights, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like, um, but they did say Horny, he was skating in Pittsburgh while they're on the trip. So I guess that's good. But yeah, that that's scary. Not even just as like him as like a player. But now I'm worried about like after hockey. Yeah. If he's had yeah. so many concussions in such a short period of time, that's like one, at least one of a year. And this is the second one this yeah. season. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm worried about worried about that little egg i was um <clears throat> i was listening to the like saturday morning like penguins like radio thing that they do and um um i was thinking uh, just talking about like the hornquist injury do you think that teams play and obviously teams <laughs> players who go to the front of the net get hurt that's just make that makes more sense um when you just think about it but i just wonder if teams play patrick hornquist harder than others and i don't know how i, I don't know if this is true i'm just asking this question but because like five in five years just seems crazy and it's like there's been two this season and i understand that he got hurt from a puck to the face like an errant puck to the face it wasn't like someone just threw a puck at his face but I don't know. I just feel like, you know, Patrick Hornquist is someone that people know when he's on the ice. Like, the goalie knows. The defense knows. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I I can see that. Especially because he's someone that gets in kind of, like, the dirty areas. And people are always, like, pushing and shoving over there. So I can kind of, I can see what you mean in people playing him harder because they know it's Patrick Hornquist. Because he is such... Like, he is the difference maker for the Penguins, which is very, like, it's very strange how that is. But, like, he, like, he's very noticeable. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I think that's, like, 100% true. Like, I know that he's a difference maker, but I also know that the Penguins still do win when he's not in the lineup. Mm -hmm. So, I don't, I guess he is a difference maker, but I don't know how much. Okay. For me personally. Because I was, like, am one of the rare few people who didn't like that signing. Um, I, lo- I like Horny. I just don't know um, if that's, like, that's going to look good in the, oh, next, his extension. Like, the last two years. I thought you yeah. meant his, like, initial yeah. joining of the team. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, no. I, I, yeah, no, no. I, who did they even that. trade him for? Like, like... Wasn't it... Um, who was it for Patrick? Lewis? It's from Nashville. Someone to yeah, someone from Nashville. I can't remember. You see, that but, relevant that person is. Maybe it was probably <gasps> somebody they got from. It was like, Neil. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. James Neil, absolutely so irrelevant. Like, yeah. you see how how he just went like from twenty goals to like two. Yeah. Well, he's having a bad year now, but I think he did pretty good in Vegas. 
Yeah, yeah, but I think they, when they picked him, I think they thought he was going to be like their first, he was going to be a first line guy for them, and yeah. he wasn't. It well, it. The, I mean, the emergence of Will, of Wild. Will Carlson. And, yeah. But I mean, that's so crazy because, I mean, he did good in Nashville. I mean, he hasn't had that season that he had when he was with Evgeny Malkin, but I don't think he's had a center at that level yet. Ever. Yeah, I don't think so either. So, um, yeah. I mean, so I guess that plays a part. I I can't say, like, James Neal, you suck, because I just was talking about how wingers need good centers, like, with line A, and now I'm like, James Neal, like, you need to do it all by yourself. So I can't say that, but <laughs> I want to. Because <laughs> I, I just don't think he's that good. Yeah, I just don't think he's that good. Like, I, but I have to be patient because, like, goal scorers are goal scorers. But in Calgary, he's doing absolutely nothing. Because there was this one thing in Calgary where they said that Johnny Gaudreau, for in one week, had 11 points, and that's as much as James Neal has in the whole season. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Patrick Line is scoring more in his, like, drought. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, babe. Oh, I But yeah, since our last... Oh, sorry. I just want to say one more thing. I don't know. Like, with the whole Zach Aston Reese thing, him being injured, I really want the Pens to stop oh, fighting. Yeah. Like, him they got to... They, yeah, and I feel like... Um, I know people are going to be like, oh my gosh, like it's, it was an accident. And like, yes, it was. But Jamie Alexiak, that wasn't an accident. Tom Wilson did that on purpose. I don't care what anyone says. But... <laughs> Like these things, like stop. These are you. They mean something. They not mean something, but they. And they are mean something to be important to the team. Yeah. Yeah. Like stop, stop fighting, please. Like. I feel like. I, I almost feel like he wanted to make up for his last fight because like it was really bad. Not. But like you know, I mean, he, sorry. He kind of won this one, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Though he did. I mean, he won at what cost? Yeah. 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 But um. Like, I just think it's weird because, you know, Sully isn't like, go out there and, like, fight and play rough and hit the body. It's like, he's just like, play your game. Please Don't play. Get... Yeah. <laughs> well, well the, I was, again, I was listening to that morning thing this morning and um, Sully was, like, asked about it. And he was like, you know, he sticks up for his teammates and I can't get, like, mad at that. Like, I, you know, we respect him for it. And and I think I mean he might have been talking about someone else because I think Peterson like was like holding on was like not in a not in a scuffle but he was like gripping you know when they grip the other person's jersey it's like hey and they act like they're gonna fight and then the linesman like hey 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 like I think that's what what happened because they were like Peterson didn't fight he didn't fight but he was like he took offense to some to Riley Sheehan getting roughed up and I'm like I'm like hey like don't get yourself hurt but also like. I like that, and I think that's what Sully did too. And I'm like, no, we have to like stop because if Peterson gets hurt, what are we gonna do? Honestly, what are we gonna do with Jack Johnson? So we need certain people like it, do not. It's wild that a rookie has to drag this fifteen in fifteen year in the league man yeah. to make him look half decent. Like he is well, carrying that pairing. Let me. Oh, the Blue Jackets won in overtime. So, they didn't help us out at all. It's a three-point game. (laughs) (laughs) So, you didn't do anything. then. Like, what's the point? Um, I don't know. Um, let me... I'm gonna pull up... 
Peter. I want to like look into Peterson a little bit, so you can you can go on. He's a very tall boy as well. Or at least he looks tall. Yeah. How old is he? <laughs> he he looks sweet. He scored a goal, please. Like he's doing so well. I just want him to score. He's doing. He okay. So Marcus Peterson is was born in ninety six. Twenty two. And he was a second round pick or no. Second round eighth pick. So thirty eighth overall. Um in two thousand fourteen. So like yeah, he it's not like he is <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. It's not like he's been in the league for a while. No, he's a rookie, no? I would just love to see him with Schultz. I don't know if that's even possible because I don't know what side he plays. I think oh, I think so. Johnson's right, right? I have no idea. I just know. I love that he's a liability. Com, like you don't have any good stats. That's like Hockey. that go a little bit deeper into like oh what what kind of defense is is this a right or a left? They don't even have that. Oh, he has thirteen um, points, no goals though. Bless. Yeah, five game point streak. Oh, look at him go. Um, so since our last episode, the Penguins have played three games. Um, and I think in our last episode we actually talked a little bit about the um, game against the Blackhawks. We weren't excited about it. Um, Danielle, for good yeah, reason. Yeah, Danielle called it a schedule loss at the time, and we can call it that, I guess. <laughs> um. It was a 5-3 loss. Um, even though the Penguins came out strong, they weren't able to carry it. What is that it? was baffling because like, it was like you could see them lose, like get worse period, period by period. Like first period, you were like, whoa, two, get, two goals quick. Like, all right, I'll take that. Like, yes. And then the second period, it was just like, okay, okay, but we can still, we can still win this. And then the third period, it was just like, nope, mm, this, this is what, this is what we expected. And you know what? I think I took offense to that game more because we were up. I just rather we always chase the game, so I'm always, pre- <laughs> I'm always preparing for a lot. But us being up, and then they tie it, and then we score again, and then they score three times is just, that's not it yeah. for me. We talk about how every person on the Blackhawks decided to get, like, their first goal of the year that game. Dylan Strom hadn't and, scored uh, in, like, 20 games, got a goal. I was just like, of course this would happen, of course. The only goal I will say I was excited for was, of course, uh, Chris Kunitz. Yes. Um, Back in the lineup because they do scratch him because Chicago's a yeah, how dirty dare bitch. They? But um, he has four Stanley Cups. Celebrated the two thousand oh yeah nine Stanley Cup yeah ten year anniversary. Yeah, and that was really sweet that Kunitz was there for that. And Marc Andre Fleury like had a little video sent in and like Max Talbot. So there were some pluses awesome. in that game, but I think as a whole, the team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, were a minus. I think since we knew they were going to lose, it didn't hurt me that bad. But it's also like, why can't they beat them? Like, what is it? Why? They were on a, like, what was it, eight game or nine? Nine. uh, No, eight. They were nine game. 
eight, but the, it started after the loss to Chicago, and then it ended with a loss to Chicago. Of and that's what made me mad. But I was over Sort of like what you and said, Danielle. Like, you could see them be like, oh, we're playing the Blackhawks. Like, we're not supposed to win this <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, no, no. And then the Blackhawks were like, oh, man, we suck. And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> and then the, and then the penguins were like, "No, you're good, you're good." And the Blackhawks were like, "That's right, I'll take this, I'll take this pug, and I'll put it in that net." And the penguins were like, "Don't mind us, don't mind us. let me get out of your but way." Did you see like just... the articles that came out after it from like the Chicago people? They were just like, "Is this what it takes to turn it around? Like they still have like a shot or whatever?" That's just like, like, you know, no. And I was mad because like I like Mark Lazarus. Lazarus, he's like a Chicago beat writer. He's realistic. So I'm like, okay, like, I get that. But then he had the nerve to come out with an article that's like, you know what, the team's bad, but like, I don't know. They may not be. And I was just like, are you kidding? One one win against the Penguins, and now you're Stanley Cup contenders? And he was like, yeah, that's exactly Well, they show how highly they think the Penguins. And that is... But, like, they think, no, 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 <laughs> don't think of them that highly. Like, they are trash. They play your team, like, trash, like, oh. That made me mad that they, like, Chicago thought they were going to win. Like, that thought they were going to. But then they lost the rest of their games, I think, right? Probably. I think so. They are winning tonight, though. Chicago? Yeah, they're up 3-1 over the Golden oh. Knights. Oh, I thought you just, were... I thought you just oh, had that. No. Like, you just thought that they were going to win. Oh, no. <laughs> Is the bring cat sweet? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Like, I feel like I like a ton of players, but I realize maybe I don't. Because, like, yeah. and I'm like, maybe I'm a hater. Yeah. Like, I think maybe that's what I am. Okay, so they won against Pittsburgh. They And they lost in Calgary. Thank God. They lost in Nashville in OT. <sighs> And then they're winning against Vegas. I don't... Can y'all not? But they will. Where, where are they at in those standings? Second no, they're not 25th? good, though. That's like... No, uh, they're like no, 30th, girl. Oh, oh, well, let me check. No, oh, they're 27. They're, they're not... They're 27. Yeah, they're not... I, lo- I know the bottom of the standings well. Because <laughs> my team is always there. Oh, well, <laughs> so, it's LA right now. So it's like bottom, bottom. Yes. LA, you know. Um... And then we moved, or the Penguins moved on to the Panthers, um, which was a 5 1 win. Very convincing win, though they're also low in the standings. Not that good. Yeah. yeah. What, like, okay, so after this game, after the Chicago game, did you guys put more, like, emphasis on this game? Like, against the Panthers? Um, I, like, I didn't talk about it, but I kind of did. I was like, okay, so are you just going to lose again, or are you going to (laughs) win? Like, what was this eight-game win streak? Like, was this for real, or was this for fake? So then when they won, I was like, like, oh, like, okay. (laughs) I was bitter afterwards, because I was like, we could have had ten. Could have had. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I was one of those Penguins fans who were like, whatever, like start another streak, like whatever, like. But in my like, it, like that's why I said like out on Twitter. But like in my heart, I was like, well, what are you talking about? Like you lost, like are you gonna lose again? So, oh my god! In my true Pen's heart, I was spoiled. So. Oh my. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I was surprised they scored five goals. 
they Luongo was in net, and Luongo plays well. I don't know his stats against the Penguins, but yes. I felt that all the greats, all the goods, like the good goalies, Penguin, the Penguins just like exposed. <laughs> I felt well because I really like Luongo, and like I like to see yeah, Lundqvist like get caved in, but I don't like it when it's like oh, okay. Luongo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, Kelsey. I agree with that. Like. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to talk about it, but uh, Lundqvist, oh my is, God. It, he's too much oh for my, me. What? He's too much. He's always, the hissy fits, like. But it's like, their defense is it's not, so It's never bad. justified. There's, he has no help no. out there. I feel so and, bad and for here's him. The thing. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about in the playoffs, when his team was a playoff yeah. team. He would throw hissy fits against that, like. No, there's there's a difference between your team being bad and you just throwing a hissy fit. Like uh-huh. he looked if any other goalie did that, like if Brayden Holpe did that, oh no. They would say something. If Tuka Rast did that, they would say something. Like Who would I don't say know something? what like Twitter? The hockey media they everyone do, would say something. Like no, but not like I mean it's like it's us. It's not like reporters and stuff. Like, everyone's like, oh, King Hank, like, oh, Lundqvist, like, here he goes again. It's like a bad kid that you see in, the in like, a restaurant or a department store that's, like, throwing stuff and, like, screaming in the middle of the aisle. And everyone's just like, oh, you know, Timmy didn't go down for his nap. It's like, like, put it, like get out of here. You cannot do this. This is not acceptable behavior. Yeah, I don't you know. I just feel like... Away. The Rangers have been, like, they've been going off one and a half defensemen for, like, his entire career, and he's had no one in front of him to help him. And, like, he's, like, sometimes you see him literally on the bench just being, like, being like, you guys got to help me out here. And it's just, like, they can't because that's not their skill level. (laughs) But, (laughs) but it's, like. I, I just feel so bad for him because he gets lit the fuck up and there's no one to help I him. Would, I would feel bad for him if this was like, if he if he changed his own situation. But you sign there, you say you don't want to get traded, you don't want to go chase a cup, you want to stay a ranger for life. So obviously nice, it's not that they bad, They treat him well. They treat him very well. At okay, York. but but that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, he gets treated. So there's other benefits. So don't act like a like a baby and say. And I'm not gonna feel bad for you when you don't feel bad for yourself enough to chase to get what you want. You obviously like st- being there. So whatever, you're gonna get lit up, and you need to be quiet about it. You chose your own fate, no. and I have nothing I to say about just... it. You're just like Connor McDavid. You chose this. Get out of my face. I don't have no sympathy for you, and I don't even like you, so... I just feel like he should have, in 2014, they should have just won the cup, and then he could have just, you know, faded off, but he's... Who won the cup in 2014? The Kings. The Kings? So now they're, like, they're never going to win the cup now, and then he's just going to fade into obscurity, and he's actually, like, a really good goalie, and, like... The numbers of wins that he has is like pretty up there, and it's just never gonna about too much because he never won a cup, and I feel bad for him. I mean, has he's won gold in the Olympics, right? I think like, but never the Olympics. Yeah, remember, um, Nylander almost killed him. Uh, no, 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 no. I meant I in think the Olympics. they did win in the Olympics like once or something. Sweden? 
I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. In the Olympics? No. I think so. I, maybe. I like I'm like, you know, he was drafted like in like the fifth round. Like he wasn't projected to do anything. No, yeah, they did. He won two um they won gold in two thousand six and silver in two thousand fourteen. Oh, good for him. Okay. I mean, but you know, he wants the Yeah. Uh, then I have like I mean, here's the thing, I'm not the type of person to say that your legacy means nothing because you didn't win yeah. a cup. I know that's what he wants. He wants to win a cup, but I mean obviously not that bad like that you don't move from a team like that I, and you have like you have your health you you're like regarded as a saint in sweden even in new york yes. so i have no, i don't feel bad for him at all like he has so many different um businesses and like i was at work and i freaking saw him on in, like, the underwear thing when like, you go to macy's he has, like he's on the underwear yeah yeah like so i have no i i'm i i think that he'll always go down in history as a great goalie. I complain about his, his behavior all the time, and people ignore me and say, he's so good, he's so good, he's so good. So it's not because like... He's so good. I don't feel bad for him. I, he know, is good. And... I mean, I'm never saying that... I'm not, I don't want to say he's not good. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't think... You can be good and not throw a hissy fit like that. For I sure. Don't fit, I don't know. His, his contract is up at... 2021 he'll be 38 but he could move <laughs> he could i don't know if he'd do it i, I mean, mean if he do- does like, it, the rangers then... need to tank so like if he needs to retire and or go so- but i don't want to see him not be a ranger though i don't think anyone can afford him yeah 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 I mean, expensive, if he's, if after his contract expires and if his contract expires and he um go somewhere on, like, a one-year deal for, like, cheap, I could see that. I wouldn't hate it. But I really, like, I don't know. I know I'm going to sound mean. I know I sound mean. I don't care. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, long quest. Like, I can't. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Boo. I don't. <laughs> but, okay. Because <laughs> I don't understand how people feel bad for him. He, what do you mean? Like, he's he's put... carried the Rangers, like, his entire time there, and they just but that let happens to him people down, too. and they do nothing he, for not the, him. He's not the only person that that's happened okay, but, like, to. I think he, like, he is... And he keeps saying he's he's keeps saying I'm not I don't want to be traded I don't want to be traded I want to sit yeah like he wants to be with the so Rangers because like, he likes that team and he likes what's being the definition there. of insanity doing the same things over and over and expecting okay. different results like that's that's the Rangers that's being on the Rangers like that's the Rangers like I I have I can't I can't I'm not like. And that's exactly why oh I think I don't. People are like Connor McDavid; they're wasting his prime. And it's like, dude, signed here. He knows how incompetent like, his GM is. There's no a, way. It's like what we said, like a, like a couple episodes ago. Like these players, they get Stockholm syndrome. Like these are the teams that drafted them. They build roots there, and they want to stay with the team that they like grew up with, I think like that's... cultivated, and then win with them. And I don't know. I just uh, I feel bad for Lundqvist. I don't yeah, get. I think at some point no. there's the writings on the wall. No. You know what I'm saying? Like when your team like sends out a letter and it's like we are going to be bad for a while. Stick with us. We love you. I'd be like, wait a minute. 
All right, y'all. I love y'all to death. I'm gonna go win a cup. I'm gonna come back, <laughs> retire here. We'll we'll do that. I just need to go win a cup real yeah. quick. And I think and I think the Rangers would absolutely understand that. And I really do think they would re-sign him so that he can retire a Ranger. At the end of the day, it's literally none of my business. Like to be honest with you, I don't go here. At all. <laughs> so I understand why. No. Like, yeah. But it's a longer than handsomeness. He, what, he's, like, too handsome, so he yeah. can't win a cup. Oh, no. <laughs> but, okay. uh, all right. We can get back to business. Okay. And then the Penguins jetted over to California, to the West Coast, to start their road trip out there. Um, with Talk about exposing. Oh, movies. yeah. But that's rude. He's a good boy. <laughs> I mean... I like what if he wins the Vesna just because we're all so sorry for him. <laughs> I would be I and I think that's a trade off. The Penguins beat you and win and gain these two points and you win the Vesna. It worked out for Sergei uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, right? Okay. It's fine. I would be okay with that actually. Um yeah. with eight and they won seven four over the Ducks in a very intense game. Because it was like back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Um, Evgeny Malkin had four points, and Jake Ansel got a hat trick. And Pearson was also on um, hat trick watch, so he had two goals. Yeah, he did. That game was so crazy because, like, they <laughs> were down three quick in the Sprung first. Sprong scored. Yes, Sprong scored. I was very happy because... The, as good as Marcus Peterson has been is as much as, like, people have been talking about Daniel Sprong. And, like, Penns fans are very weird. I guess not Penns fans. I can't just say Penns fans. But I feel like it is just Penns fans because I never really see Flyers fans do this. But they, like, monitor past players. And then, like, when they're not doing good, they're like, LOL, look at this person. Oh, we won that trade. Or, like, LOL this. And it's like, what? What? Like, Daniel Sprong wanted to be a penguin. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want to be bad. Like, he wanted to succeed here. I don't know why you're... And he, like, never did anything um, Yeah. So I don't get why people would do that, but whatever. So I thought it was justified. So I was very proud of my young son that I need to protect. I didn't know he was my son until I saw the hate on my timeline. And then I was like, oh, wait. I did think it was interesting how people were reporting that he, like, stared down the pen's bench after he scored i was like <laughs> did he did he really that's what i think i'm having jesse marshall said that <sighs> what else happened in this game yeah so Vinny malkin had a turnover on the on the power play and then the then they got a shorthanded goal. yeah okay but like did you see his assist on the piercing goal like when he took the uh, puck away that from the guy that scored on the breakaway. That was silver. So nice. I was just like, oh, I, I was like thinking, newsflash. Yeah. Evgeny Malkin's good. Yeah, I was like, you gotta, <laughs> like, you just gotta do it. <laughs> like, you gotta just let him do it. That was a good game. Yeah. That was. I. They were. I didn't see the first period. I actually started watching it after the second period. But did they play super bad? Like, I know they were saying that Sid's line was the best line in the first period to help them, like, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I wonder if that that game kind of gives you the hope that, like, 
they're, they can kind of still find a way even when they're down. Yeah, I thought it was really encouraging how they just kept. I guess they call it stick to itiveness. Is that a real word, or do they just make it up? Those I think, I think Sully made that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Sully made that up like a couple years ago. And now they yeah. love using it. But at the same time, um, I heard this. It might have been during a Pens game or something, but it stuck with me. Someone said, um, "Before you go on like a losing streak, you'll win games you're supposed to lose." Mm-hmm. And yeah. for some reason, I was just like, "Oh, this maybe this wasn't meant to be." Oh, okay. <laughs> but I feel but, like this <laughs> is a game that they were supposed to win. Okay. Because the are bad. I'll try to think like that. Yeah, yeah. If they lose tonight, or if they lose tonight, that I don't know. No, I guess not. Because like they definitely should win tonight. If they if they won against Chicago, then we should have been. Then we should be winning. Yeah, that's true. That that I could agree with that. I'm um. If like moving on from last night's game, but tonight. If Drew Downey doesn't break his stick, did the Penguins really win? That's true. It's been two times, it's like two, <laughs> two games in a row that he's like thrown a tantrum, and like I need third time to charm. I need it to happen. Like what was it? Like he broke his stick, and then Pearson embarrassed him. Like I just need, I just need something to happen to Drew Downey. Good old hags. Oh. Uh, um, and then to finish up our penguins, mm-hmm. I don't remember who the author was, but there was a really nice article written about Evgeny Malkin and um, some of the contributions that he's made, not only to the team, but also to his hometown of Magnitogorsk, um, where they had a unfortunate, um, I think, apartment fire and his support and um, I guess love and awareness that he's been giving to that affair. So, um, it was, this article was written on the athletic. I'm so sorry to keep, but this article was on there by Josh Yohe. And I normally don't really like Josh Yohe, but anything Malkin, you got my attention. Um, but what happened was there was, they were, I don't know if it's a terrorist attack. Um, cause that was one of the things that I heard when it first happened, but there was, um, I think, a, an oil fire or something in one of the apartment buildings on the same street where Malkin, I want to say, grew up, but it could be lives. Because um, on the, earlier this morning, on their little, like, radio network um, Sunday morning chat, they talked about Gino, and they talked about, Gino um, spoke, and he was saying it was, like, a five-minute walk from where he lived. (laughs) And so they were saying people don't know what they're going to do, like how they're going to repair this, get back all their stuff. Because Magnitogorsk, I believe, is like a oil town or like an oil country or. I do think it's like mining. I think mining is big there. Yes, yes, yes. Mining. <laughs> so, I know it's like similar to Pittsburgh yeah. because everyone's like, oh, he comes from the same small town place like us. And I was just like, oh, my God. So, yeah, like mining. Um and so they obviously don't have money and it it's always been like a very poor place. So um so yeah, that's what made Malkin donate $60,000 um and that's like equivalent to like a million rubies in Russia. And so um the Pen- the Pence Foundation decided to match half of that and they're sending over $30,000. 
And it was really sweet because uh, Malkin was saying he he didn't even think that they knew. He didn't even think that they knew what happened. Um, so for them to like donate um, to him, uh, his to 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 that his you know his hometown, he really is appreciative of it. And it was just so sweet because he just I don't I don't know if it's. Um, if he doesn't just like see himself as like a big part of Pittsburgh or maybe he doesn't think Pittsburgh loves him as much as he loves Pittsburgh, but he's just so thankful and like surprised that they did this. And like when I heard that the Penguins did the, they were doing that, I wasn't surprised. I was like, Oh, that's really nice. But I'm not surprised because the Penns foundation normally supports their big stars, like the Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, they always support them. So it wasn't like surprising to me, but He's just so sweet and sincere, and he was really appreciative, and it was just really, really cute. So, um, To finish up, I think we're just going to do a quick um, roundup of the early Vesna candidates. In first place is Freddie Anderson from the Maple Leafs um, with a 2.5 goals against average, 9.923 save percentage, and 30 games played. He has a 29-1 and record. John Gibson from the Ducks with 38 games played, 2.72 goals against average, 920 save percentage, um, and then 15, 14, and 7. And then there's Marc-Andre Fleury with the Knights, 40 games played, 2.48 goals against average, 912 save percentage, 25, 11, and 4. And Pekka Rene with the Nashville Predators, 33 games played, 2.31 goal against average, um, 919 save percentage, and 17, 10, and 3. So out of those, what do we think, and who do we also think should be in consideration? I think John Gibson should win. Well, out of those four, John Gibson, because, like, his win-loss record is terrible, but he he still has, like, a 920 save percentage on such a terrible team. Yeah, exactly. I definitely think that John Gibson should win the Vesna. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess with Anderson's save percentage, but, like, no, bud. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not... Oh. You're not it right now. I know. I just feel like it's just that Toronto bias again yeah. because it was NHL beat writers writing this, and they would love to see Toronto get some um, some acknowledgement. But I'm surprised that Vasilevsky is not I on here. I was going to say him. He hasn't played that many games. He was. He's been hurt. He, he, yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt, and then um, Deming had to play like eight games straight. But he's only played 24 games, and he has that, like, a point nine two five um yeah, save so percentage. But, like, when you watch him play, he's, like, all over the place. Like, he makes ridiculous saves. Yeah. He's very athletic. I, um, and he has a better save percentage. I mean, it's less games played, but I think, um, yeah, I, I would put Vasilevsky in, in there, um. I feel bad because I feel like I should say Flurry deserves it, but even with Vasilevsky in here, I think my choice would be Gibson, Anderson, Vasilevsky as in my top three. But I think I would be happy if Gibson. Definitely, I think Gibson deserves to win, but I wouldn't be mad if Vasilevsky deserved if Vasilevsky won um, because I think that I liked him. I wanted him to win last season. Um, I don't know. Where's this Freddie? I'm, like, not supporting Freddie, which is, like, weird, because... He's... Well, he is, like, a Maple Leaf at the end of the day. 
he is a maple leaf, but he's also like very handsome and he's a ginger, which is like kind of like not my brand, but it's definitely something I'm into. I was just going to say that I, I don't know. I just feel like Freddie never is the deciding factor in a game. Mm. I guess maybe because the Maple Leafs are so offensively um, talented, but I'm just like, and I mean, his, his save percentage is obviously still really good. Goals against average still really good. But like at the same time, I'm just like, Oh, like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wonder if that's why he gets overlooked because he does, he does play for a team that is very offensive. Um, and so people just don't really like take him into consideration. I wonder if that plays a part, but still, I don't know. I'm still not, like, giving him the Vesna, in my opinion. And he's hurt right now, so who knows? He is hurt right now. And But, okay, going back, Kelsey, who's your Vesna right now? If you had to pick right now, gun to your head, trophy on the line. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like, I need your heart rate up. Um, <laughs> I still like Gibson. I like Gibson. I don't like Flurry. I feel like he's average. Okay. I think I mean that's fair. He has to play a lot because they don't trust Zuban. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think that, and that I think that's it. why. Because like right now he has like more games played than other goalies, and I think that's what's like padding his stats. Because you gotta remember in the beginning of the season, he was not playing well, and the Golden Knights were not playing. Yeah, well. right. So um, yeah. he just looks average. Um, and same with Rene okay. this year. I'm not really impressed with. Thank you know God. What? Thank God. I am. I. I wouldn't say that I'm a Rene hater. I would. But <laughs> I never talk bad about Rene. Oh no, I would say that but, I'm a Rene hater. I don't oh, like him. Okay, me too. Me too. But I will say that I am enjoying this little situation that's going on with Rene. Like I. I don't mind that he's not at the top of his game. I'm with so. it. Yeah. Game. I was just, I was just thinking, like, imagine if the Ducks had Freddie Anderson and Gibson still, like they had both of them. Yeah, but wild. there's no way because like Freddie, both of them needed new contracts, so they wouldn't be able to sign them both. Yeah, and Gibson's like a number one; he can't be a backup. Yeah, but I, I think both of them are number one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Christy, you're the best person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm at between Gibson and Vasilevsky. Gun to your head, trophy on the line, you have to pick one. I'd, I'd pick Va- I'd pick Vassy. You are home. Yeah. And you're not even from Tampa. I'm not. A secret Floridian. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Um so I think that's all that we have for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want us to talk about, definitely feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Also, if you could rate and review us on iTunes, that'd be fantastic. I don't think we say this enough, but we're available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and we're always looking. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to be everywhere you can get your podcast. So definitely keep an eye out. And um, I think that's everything from us. So, yeah, thank you again for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. You.